Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to a special bonus episode of the Proc Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And as always, before we jump in, a little reminder, please get us a cup of coffee or you can also get the cup itself in our shop. Helps us out a lot. And now, without further ado, this is um, after a long time. Once again, a discography episode. I did two back in like two years ago with the Procast about um, Pain of Salvation with Daniel Gildenloo and Eva Gray um, with Jason from the Prog Mind. And uh, those are two Swedish um, prog metal bands that have been around for a long time, obviously. But uh, today I'm super happy that uh, I have here on the Prog Talks uh, Roy Khan and Tore Östby from Conception, of course, from Norway, um, legendary Norwegian prog metal band and um well you guys uh you you had some really cool albums back in the 90s for your original run and then um there was a little bit of quiet time for in the conception camp you guys were busy with other stuff and then you returned with new stuff and now finally the first four albums are back with special edition and that's of course the occasion we took here uh, to talk about the discography and, and the, the older albums, maybe a little bit. Um, so first of all, thank you for taking the time. And um, maybe you can s just start uh, with uh, reminiscing a little bit about the first album, which was, of course, The Last Sunset and how the band like got together. End of the, the 80s, beginning of the 90s, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Well, Slipper first say it's real nice to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, so yeah, getting the band together that took a little while. Uh, I think we started like trying out some lineups from from like November '89, uh, and step by step, uh, first found Arvo, then Ingar, and finally through through a fellow friend of ours. Uh, found Roy. So, so it was first in 1991 that uh, the the lineup was solid for what we wanted to achieve. And it's been solid ever since for the times you you were active as Conception, right? Absolutely, and uh, and it was like you know finding this combination uh, when we first had it then. Then, uh, then we were quite confident. I mean, we found something very special together. Yeah, Sorry, so you want to say say something? Uh, um, yeah, I don't really, um, I don't really have that much to fill. Uh, sorry about my voice. I'm, I woke up this morning totally stuffed up, so you know, uh, bear with me. But um, um, I, I, I just remember uh, uh, getting this phone call from 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 Tora, and he asked me whether. You know, I was interested in coming to audition for for for, for this uh, metal band about uh, ten kilometers from from I uh, know uh, um, um, yeah, like like an hour away from me, uh, and um, 
I uh, I didn't have anything better to do that day, so I went out there with my girlfriend. And uh, uh, I mean, the story is quite quite well known. But uh, um, they played me, they played me um, the first few seconds of War of Hate, and I I remember deciding within within you know just seconds that okay, this this is it. I, I want to be part of this, regardless. And my girlfriend uh, at the time, she she looked at how they were dressed and everything. They came there with like greasy hair and and all dressed up in black you know hoodies and 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 leather uh, on a really hot summer's day and she said dude you're not you're not gonna join those guys are i was like yeah i have did you hear it they just played and of course she she you know she didn't know or didn't she didn't have any idea she didn't like that type of music anyways but um yeah i mean the rest is history yeah, the the last sunset was originally released uh, through I think Norwegian record label CSF um, in 1991. That was and, our own record label. Ah, financed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I see. But then um, for the second album, and and that I don't have that original, um, you know, with the with the black cover with the band lineup. Which, apart from you two guys, we can also say that it also uh, features Inger Ablian on bass and then Arve Heimdall on drums, um, right. which is the complete conception lineup. And well, a couple of years later, 1993, um, yeah, there was the second album, Parallel Minds. And that was released uh, through Noise Records. And I think then there was this re-release happening of The Last Sunset also through Noise Records with his new cover and the new logo. <laughs> yep, correct. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's there's already um, a change, a bit like like an evolution. Um, you can you can hear it between those two records as a lot of The Last Sunset was was quite raw still and, and, and really heavy, moving forward like like fast and some thrashy riffs even and parallel minds was a little bit more uh, hard rocky i had the feeling um so so how did the evolution feel for you at that time songwriting wise well, i think when we started off um in the end of the 80s i was also very inspired by the whole trash metal scene Old Testament, Metallica, and so on. And I think during the whole journey of conception so far, uh, every record is a testament of, of what we're into and what we like and what we feel at the moment we do it. So, so I think it's partly, uh, you know, that there was a, a lot of trash metal influence uh, that was particularly strong at the, uh, in the early 90s. Uh, and then it's also developing, you know, and, uh, and finding new inspiration, new sources, uh, wanting to explore new ways of uh, writing and performing. I, re I, re I really think the whole band, both, you know, each and every one of us as in individuals and, and the, the band as as a unit was in, in really rapid development at that time. Remember, we were only, I think Toro was only 19. Uh, and and the rest of us were like you know in our early twenties and um, and uh, you know uh, uh, when when you meet like that we 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 had just met all of us and we all four of us knew that this this you know this this is it we 
with, with uh and uh and that energy that flows out of something like that is almost magical so so the development has to do with uh, different inspirations of course like like Doris said and the, and the band developing both individually and and as as a unit but also you have the fact that you know um we had more time more money with with a uh, budget from for noise we had a producer coming in uh Torin and and me uh and and the rest of the band of course was was also um uh, writing songs from from you know, from the beginning as as a unit although Tor was back then as he still is the 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 prime engine in 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 this in this um in this thing but uh there were there were a few things that that you know made the, the seemingly huge leap from from Latsos to Parallel Minds. And I think that's very important what Roy is saying there also that because when I did the, the last sunset, Roy didn't have the possibility to come and shape that album a lot because we'd already recorded a few songs uh, like the, the musical tracks to it when when we finally found Roy and Parallel Minds is also the first really joint effort I would say. I mean we it's like the title track, Last Sunset, that, that I think was the only track we had the time to like really write from scratch uh, for the first record, if I don't remember wrong. Yeah. So, of course, uh, also feeding off each other uh, and knowing how each other actually works and uh, how Roy's voice is. And, you know, that that's also helping to set some kind of a direction subconsciously. Yeah, I think the last, the title track of the last sunset is like the slower, moodier uh, thing. Not exactly a ballad, but uh, also not a heavy metal song somehow. And yeah. uh, and 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 later, uh, like on the third album, the title track in your multitude has like a similar slow feel and 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 moody. Um, Roy, for you as a singer, I think it's it's quite interesting for singers uh, uh, to hear. For metal singers or, or people who listen to metal, uh, beautiful landscape there, <laughs> beautiful yeah, yeah, I, landscape I, there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm in Stockholm, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, ah, I'm, explore, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm exploring <laughs> as we speak. I didn't know we were going to do this on webcam, so, <laughs> so you, you okay. can't be tracking around. But it's really nice there, isn't it? Yeah, well, beautiful. Um, Roy, with with with, uh, I I remember when I was when I was a teenager and getting into metal and also like having classical singing lessons and 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 developing my classical vo voice, um, singing voice, and and I really got into heavy metal and I was like, damn, I could never sing like James Hetfield or what, and and it's like I I there's barely any metal band with um with with a little bit more of a classical timbre um and then i found conception like uh, probably 2003 or 2004 um and uh yeah how was it for you to to bring that kind of voice into a back then thrashy metal environment uh well i mean <clears throat> i had um i'd been um listening to metal for for a few years when i when i um joined conception but um uh, you know, I, I've, I'm not sure. I've, I've, if anything, I think I, at, back then at least, I wish I had more of a rough voice. You know, uh, it wasn't until later that I realized that you know, okay, uh, 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 this, this, this thing that I find a weakness is maybe actually my strength and and what makes me unique in the genre. 
or or, or gives me a, a signature as a sing singer. So uh, I didn't really, I wasn't too happy about my own contribution singing uh, singing wise in the beginning. To be honest, uh, I always wish I had more 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 you know guts and grit and, and, and you know rasp in my voice, but um. Uh, it, it worked out somehow. <laughs> we, we, we were super happy, uh, and there's also this contrast, you know, to to the, like the really heavy riffs, and Roy's voice, and and how it did it came out fantastic. So, so um, Roy can speak for himself, but 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 I remember we were over the moon uh, happy about Roy's vocals. Also, like it's not only a matter of respiness; it's also a matter of expression and in, you can do things in intensity even not screaming or your head off uh, and but that's also something that always made Roy very unique because it's got this unique way of expressing it's not only about the voice but I think those kind of qualities is, is not something you really understand to, to appreciate at that age you know uh, 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 so 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 that's that's a, that's uh Revelation that came to me gradually over the years, but um, yeah. uh, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy that. But but you know, uh, um, uh, I had to make a choice. I was actually aiming for it for the uh, Norwegian Opera School uh, at at the time when I joined Conception. I was taking lessons with a, a very famous Norwegian uh, opera teacher, and uh, uh, and she was just super disappointed that that I had started in a rock band, and told me, hey, you know, you got um. You got to make a choice here. I'm not going to waste my time on somebody that's going to ruin his voice on 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 a rock band. So, uh, but the choice was kind of easy. Also, <laughs> 15 seconds into War of Hate. <laughs> so I was sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Norwegian Opera scene that I ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I totally forgot back when when we did especially the the um pain of salvation discography uh episode with daniel gilmer i always ask daniel about his favorite song on the record so so maybe you can also do do you have a favorite of the last sunset oh me personally i i really like <laughs> the last sunset which might sound a little bit you know uh uh I'm a little bit biased since I co-wrote that song with yeah, it. Yeah. But but I mean I, it is my favorite <laughs> on the album. It's just you know, frankly, but I think I vocally I totally agree with Roy. But for, for me, the favorite is probably among the gods because it shows also this diversity and feature elements that that has been kind of signature for also albums to come. Yeah, I mean the, the the that whole flamenco um, touch that 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 tour uh, um, gave the band with with his style of get playing guitar was actually you know what 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 caught the attention of of um, for example the 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 BBC um, Friday Tommy Lance's Friday Rock Show uh, so so uh, and personally also um, I, I really think that. The um a song like like that and War of Hate and other songs on the album were more important uh to the band's success, you know, in those on, on that first first the recognition of the band on that first record. But personally I like I mean I like vocally I like Last Sunset much better than most of the other songs. I, I would I would throw in the like the 
pro- probably the completely odd one out, uh, Bow Down with Sorrow. Yeah, which has this uh, this weird tempo, which is not quite slow doom metal, but it's <laughs> it's it's not even half time pace. It's like it's got a super weird tempo, but then it develops into the chorus, and it's like a very unique song. I think it's a great song. Uh, uh, me and Tor actually talked about doing, doing a remake of that song the other day. Yeah, it's a great song. Is isn't that song about? I mean, a lot of people think that's a song about. <laughs> Uh, you know, love heartbreak, but it's it, it wasn't it your transmission that broke down on your car. <laughs> That's what I used to say. I was 19 and it was too tough to talk about feelings, uh, <laughs> stupidly enough. Actually, it was uh, it was uh, about my my grandmother who died in a helicopter accident that year. Oh, wow. uh, so it was about the loss of her. I didn't want to go into emotional stuff, so ah, it's about my gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that helicopter accident, though. That was that was news uh, all the way. Yeah, I, I I didn't know that. That one, that's what it was about. <laughs> I don't think I told anyone. I think I was told with you. So that, that's one one or two lyrics that I ever wrote for Conception. <laughs> Okay, that's also very interesting for me. This is actually the, my second favorite album um, of the, like, just talking the original four, um, as it was also the second that I, that I, the second album that I discovered. Um, Parallel Minds, I've got to admit, I never really got that much into it um because it was always always overshadowed by my very very favorite one here <laughs> which i which was the like the 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 album i discovered conception with right. um so the hard rock album parallel minds what what would you say is your favorite song from that um me uh, i think i think i would say um I mean, I like the title track, but I, uh, that 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 has quite a bit to do with the lyrics. But I also love when I look back at um, listen back to "Silent Crying" and "Roll the Fire," which happened to be also um, uh, amongst our you know most popular tracks from the from the heydays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really those maybe especially "Roll the Fire" and "Silent Crying." I, I would think I would say I mean. It's really, yeah, I think most of the time, if there's like band band hits, like the the most popular songs, it they it's gotta have some some background in how good the songs are. <laughs> it, like it just it doesn't happen like that. Um, there, there there's gotta be some foundation in in a really good song that they become so popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and a song oh, consists of... You know, we're... Yeah. No, go ahead, Tor. No, I mean, for, for us, it's, it's often like this, that we, we don't really think about what we do, we just do. Uh, the, what I remember, though, with Roll the Fire, I think it started with that main riff, and that kind of resembles also Spanish guitars, uh, but, but played uh, with, with distortion guitars. <laughs> uh, and the demo of Roll the Fire you even used to have a, a flamenco solo or a Spanish guitar solo, uh, which we cut out. You can hear that on that deluxe uh, version of State of Deception. We, have, we included the, the, the original demo to Roll the Fire. 
but, but the, the, the song just gradually just grew from that and uh, I remember when, when we also started to play it in the rehearsal room it was almost impossible to stand still I had to jump like yeah this energy <laughs> so, so. Oh, I, I still remember the moment when I came into the rehearsal room and heard Roll the Fire for the first time the, the like the opening riff and the and the Husky Stan was there to you know add that, that fat you know pad in, in uh, on the intro that was uh, that was big time goose goosebump moment uh and we were probably so eager for you to come oh you have to check this out you have to check this out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you just mentioned the, the some the demo uh that was on the um uh deluxe edition reissue of um my dark symphony of the new album but um on the deluxe reissue editions of the original four albums that are coming out now, um, there's also some demos on it. And especially on The Last Sunset, there's, uh, yeah, Midnight Sun, Bound to Suffer, uh, and By and the, Dawn's Early Night, right? So from, Dawn's Early Night. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, from, from which era do these demos uh, come from? And, and uh, why were they left on the table? <laughs> so, so. Uh, so, so they have different history. Um, I think Midnight Sun and uh, Bound to Suffer was written just after we had done Last Sunset. Yeah. Uh, and by Dawn's Early Light, uh, I went three years to like a music high school or uh, whatever. And, and you would have to have an exam. And that's when I wrote My Dawn's Early Light, which is uh, an instrumental. And I demoed it with Arvin Ingar. And then it's always been sitting there as a possible song for Conception to use, but, but we never used it. And then now going through everything, then we dug out that demo, and then we thought uh, it's, it's cool to, to, to pop it on here. Yeah, it, it, and, it, and it, it, I think it does work uh, uh, beautifully as instrumental track. <laughs> no Thank offense, Roy. <laughs> I agree, it's a cool track. <laughs> I was actually amazed I hadn't heard it for years. I have to say, I was really amazed to listen through the whole thing and the whole musical journey that it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I mean, uh, <clears throat> we always had a lot of demos, and and uh, uh, but you know, when we when it came came down to composing the the actual album, we always, you know, took out the the essence, the absolute best, the the, the songs that nobody had anything, you know. Uh, uh, against you know, I mean, it could even be the lyrics that I wasn't happy with uh, 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 on those songs that that were left over. But um, we, we always we always um, uh, had a quite democratic process um, uh, uh, when we were putting the albums together. And uh, I can't remember exactly why, because I still think they're really good songs. But for some reason, they 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 were, um, yeah. Put on the table. Uh, I actually, I actually remember we, we we had this demo CD that we gave to Tommy, the producer for Parallel Minds, and uh, and uh, by Don't Throw the Light was on that. And uh, but he said, no, 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 we're not going to sell guitar lessons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a quote from Tommy Newton here. Yeah. Um, on Parallel Minds' uh, new deluxe edition, there's the Silent Crying demo, which is really cool. Which is, uh, of course, like like the 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 orchestration is a little bit more sparse, I think. 
And um, there's two two live tracks, the, the title track and Roll the Fire. From which era are they? When did you do you remember when they were recorded? They are recorded on the, the Power Metal tour, our very first gigs outside Norway. We did this tour with Gamma Ray and Rage uh, and a band called Helicon, like a four 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 piece tour. And uh, so, so this was probably recorded in Hamburg, I think. Hamburg, yeah. yeah. Very cool, yeah. So by very eager musicians. Abroad for the first time, full adrenaline <laughs> and excitement. <laughs> um, yeah, before before we really uh, jump into in your multitude, I, I I wanted to ask you how how you remember those heydays, like touring with the scene. How how was it for you um, as a as a new metal band in the nineties? I think a lot of uh, like if if you if you listen if you if you look at the music history. You, It's always said oh, in the 90s, metal died out because grunge came and whatever. But I have the feeling looking at bands like Gamma Ray or Rage or Halloween or they, they, and Conception in more proggy vein or also from the US, Psychotic Walls or of course Dream Theater, uh, Face Warning. They they had some really strong albums also in the like beginning of the 90s. And um, so so how, how was how was it? Uh, touring and how was how did the scene feel for you back then you got to remember that when we did the melodic metal tour we hadn't uh we just had a handful of really <laughs> poorly attended uh uh shows here in norway i mean there, there were some people but i mean compared to what we were headed for that was like nothing so so uh when we eventually landed the record deal with noise and were thrown out on stages that had you know venues that could hold like three three and a half thousand people That was like that was um, uh, uh, the learning curve was uh, was like that. <laughs> yeah, it was steep, and but it was an adventure, uh, and we we were recognized as we were very nervous and or, and anxious, but we were also at the same. We knew we had something right, and uh, and uh, from the first gig, we we gained so much respect both from the audience and the other bands that we that we pretty quickly, you know. Uh, um, felt quite comfortable with with you know uh, the idea of maybe potentially be becoming you know rock stars one day. We I, I think we felt like rock stars already, already back then. <laughs> Although we, we we it's, money, cool. but, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a very very cool cool way you put it there. Like exactly that. We we were a little anxious, and at the same time we thought we we're going to conquer the world. Yeah. So, so, so it's like this mix of all emotions and excitement, so much excitement, I remember. And that, that, that confidence just grew, you know, with, with, as, as, the tour, as the tour went along. And, and I remember the, the last show in Erlangen, I, my, my voice was shot. I was so sick. Uh, uh, but that show was awesome. Uh, uh, and I had such great fun. I didn't think I was going to be able to sing at all, but that was probably the best show on the whole tour. I remember the 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 you know the, lots of fans came in from Japan and and the, the venue was packed and it was just a awesome way to end the tour. Wow. Yeah, uh, moving on into 1995 I already held this into the camera a couple of times but I also got a bigger version this one but it's uh, you guys probably know what's inside, right? Yep. Of course <laughs> of course it's going to fall out but uh, yeah there's <laughs> <This mask. laughs> yeah. 
You wear it a lot? And uh, yeah, the clear vinyl single with guilt and ah. Sundance. And actually, I discovered this funny little letter. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The extra maxi single. Yeah, you could send it in and get it for 11 Deutschmark or 18 Deutschmark if you are outside of Germany. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever get it? No, I just... just you uh, didn't send it in. Uh, I don't have it either. <laughs> it I, think I, managed, I managed to get a copy. I heard that that's like that's being sold for like ridiculous money. That's uh, black vinyl there. Um, what what was on the other maxi single that you could get for the with this letter? Do you remember? Uh, it was a Spanish type track we did called Sundance. And guilt, wasn't it? Well, that 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 was on on the on the on the oh, clear vinyl. I wonder if there was some kind of um, uh, a special cut of Among the Gods, where 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 it was like a little edited. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> like I said, I don't have it. <laughs> so, so, some something for the for the super hardcore fans who collect everything, they probably know it. Um, I'm I'm just glad that I got uh, all conception albums in some some form or the other. Um, yeah, as I said, In Your Multitude was my my um, first uh, contact with Conception and I immediately fell in love. And as you just uh, talked about the excitement of going on stage and playing this music live, uh, I, I, I remember being like 15, 16 and, and discovering this. It's, that, that was also an amazing excitement. Um, so yeah, thank you. For that, uh, well, thank you. How was how was how was the uh, in your multitude time for for conception and 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 how was it maybe different to to um, parallel minds? I think time wise, we, we noticed um, a big change because we, we had um, you know Noise Records that signed us was owned by a guy called Carl Walterbach. And he came personally up to see us up in Norway, and, and he really cared for the band in a very strong way. And then he sold his company, uh, so 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 we could feel, uh, you know, a little different vibe with the company. Maybe you could say. Uh, and with Pearl Mines, he had done three tours, uh, and then step by step, we put out in the multitude, and then, and then we're not touring that much anymore, which. Uh, which was for us a little boring. We wanted to be out there and feel that energy and meet the fans. And, uh, that's part of what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember what the question was. What, what was the question? So How was the time, uh, like in, in your multitude, in the, like in, for conception, for, yeah. for the band? How was it different to Parallel Minds? Uh, out of all our records, I feel the the <clears throat> the least of a difference is between Parallel Minds and In Your Multitude. I, I felt the leap from Last Sunset to Parallel Minds was, and from Multitude to Flow was, was were, were bigger yeah. than, than between those two. So I can't really. Uh, but like Torres said, though, um, we had we were uh, I mean, the, 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 uh, In Your Multitude was in a way the the famous number two. I mean, we had great success with Parallel Minds. I guess we, you know, somehow felt the pressure of of 
you know, making something at least as good as Parallel Minds. And, and, but, um, I, I can't really remember, you know, anything like being way different. It was the same studio, same people, same, uh, same, uh, producer, uh, in the same place. And we had the, we did demos in the same place. So, so the process was, was quite similar. I, I would say that, that in your multitude is maybe a little bit more, um, guitar focused in in a way compared to to feels a little more for me it feels a little more more epic maybe what does that mean that's a good question <laughs> so to tour is there is there is that a the a um a stick or a snake what you were just showing us no i, I think it's actually a black gather i'm still here Oh, that's crazy! Oh. It's a it's a baby. <clears throat> that's the only uh, black adder snake we have in. So in I'm not going to get too close. <laughs> Careful. Yeah, it's the second black adder I see this year. Wow. That'd be quite a scoop, though. Guitar guitar player dies. Black <laughs> 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 adder. And we're going to sell out oh. the records. Uh. Yeah. Uh. But but uh, um, seriously though, uh, wait, wait, let's yeah. go back. Oh, we're, uh, epic. Well, what is epic? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but I mean, uh, that was that was kind of joking. But uh, I, I think it was, uh, that was fun. Okay. We were dealing with uh, uh, like like lyrically, and we were dealing with maybe um, like l larger universal existential issues. Uh, and and I think that was that was um, a result of the music being inviting to that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I know that pe most people feel that in your multitude is more progressive than than parallel minds, but I also have a problem at least for myself defining the word or the term progressive because uh, I've always felt we were progressive in the sense that we always. We always moved forward. We always wanted to change. We never wanted to repeat ourselves. And to me, that is that is true progression. But um, you know, in, in in the common sense of the word, uh, I guess most people will uh, perceive in your multitude as slightly more progressive as uh, uh, than our other releases. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I would agree to that. So, favorite song. For me, it's a million gods, uh, and, and it's still one of my absolutely favorites to play live. Uh, and it's not because oh, I get to play so much, but it's uh, <laughs> it's really fun and it's always challenging. It's it's a tough track, you know. It takes a lot of focus, a lot of strange rhythm going to against each other, and it's a lot of energy in that one. So, so, so that's definitely that one and the title track are my two faves. Yeah, the, uh, I think the title track is is my favorite on um, Indie Multitude. I I can't argue against that. That's uh, also probably one of my favorite uh, guitar solos. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> yeah, so, thanks. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it changes the, the harmony gradually. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Really great album, and as you said, uh, conception never really stood still, and never uh, always tried to to just yeah, 
be progressive in a in the not the generic sense, but in the true sense. So flow was obviously in 1997 was very very different to in your multitude, as it uh, the mo most of the tracks were like really concise and short and to the point and groovy, very groovy. Um, how was flow for you? How uh, what's your memories uh, with flow? Well, first I have to say, exactly what you said about Groovy, uh, it felt like with this album it really matured a lot further as, as musicians, all of us. And, uh, and there was a lot of emphasizing the grooves and uh, we even put in some electronic, uh, electronic uh, pieces to it and start to experiment, you know, a little bit more towards that direction as well. Uh, and felt we had really strong songs, and uh, yeah, well, heading into that studio, we were we were quite sure. Yep, this is by far the best record so far we're about to record. Again, <laughs> again, same studio, same producer, right, Tommy Newton? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but you know, like I said earlier, we we wanted to. Part of it was also we wanted to do something completely different, and we were already labeled as a. A uh, uh, progressive band. We were in the, you know, we had that progressive label on us, and uh, I think that was part of it that we wanted to, you know, be different from that, whatever that was. Uh, I also think that albums like, um, like the Black album, for example, that came out years earlier, uh, uh, had an impact on us. I remember going back from Oslo with you, Tora, and we we had uh, just picked up uh, uh, Metallica's Black album, and we listened to it, and was like, wow, damn. You know that's that different, but they they you know they really it's, it's like they they captured the essence of of the band in a way. And um, uh, although Tor and myself uh, uh, very often get you know a lot of the a lot of the um, um, you know wowing for, for for you know from from fans and, and journalists, I, I, you got to remember that Ingar and Arva bass and drums they're such an important part of this this whole concept. Uh, that without without that, you know, um, really really groovy and, and I mean it's 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 like groove with a feel. It's just you know something really out of this world that what those two guys together can, can produce. And uh, it's it's almost physical, you know. Sometimes when they when you really feel that everything is on in, in line, it's it's magical. And I really feel that they also get got got to. Um, Truly shine on, on on flow in a different way, of course. But. Could, couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the groove like tell tell me when I'm gone. That's 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 one of one of the most amazing grooves ever. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so freaking groovy. Um, so, how was the reception then for for flow? It was a little mixed. Uh, some people, I think, expected us to to continue on the more, uh, you know, further from from back from from in the multitude of parallel minds, uh, and were maybe ready for for the sound we introduced with flow. Uh, what's funny is that those a lot of those have come back later and said, "Yeah, well, now I understand this album," <laughs> which is also kind of funny. Uh, there was a mixed mixed reception. Yeah, I, I think it's it's 
not a big secret that that most people felt that we were changing too fast. I mean, we had established a a pretty solid fan base with with those first records, and and like I said earlier, the the, the leap from in your multitude to flow was 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 it was a um, um, considerable one, and uh, we we may have went ahead too fast on on changing the sound like that in in just between two albums. But I'm, I'm, we didn't, I mean, we were so happy when, when we delivered that record. Uh, we totally felt that this was it again. And, um, and, um, yeah, the, the, when we saw the reactions, we kind of went like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, but we were still very sure that, that, I mean, we, well, I still love flow and, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, I'm still very proud of that album, but um, maybe maybe we went ahead a little bit too fast with with yeah. changing. But then again, we we never really thought about what was smart to do business wise. We just you know put down the music that we felt was you know on our hearts at the moment. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Wish not still do it. <laughs> yeah, we which I'm also proud of that we always did, and uh, we never cared about what times we're in. Then we would probably have played grunge in the mid '90s if that was important. Uh, so, so it's uh, eh, we always we always do what we feel. And I think that that's also what makes us, uh, you know, gets our uniqueness in a way. Yeah. Well, then for for a couple of years you you didn't feel conception, I guess. <laughs> you were feeling Camelot and Ark and different different projects. Um, but yeah, you're back together for quite some years now. Um, there was, um, yeah, a lovely, amazing, I dare say, little EP after a couple of years in 2018. State of deception. And together with the, with the big brother, with the album, My Dark Symphony, I think, I think you messed it up now. You did. You did, you did. <laughs> first. <laughs> EP first by Dark Symphony, then album State of ah, Deception. Ah, <laughs> ah, sorry. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. You're Mr. Be, young man. It was the other way around. <laughs> of course, I was like, wait, uh, how was this? Uh, which, which, which was which? Of course, My Dark Symphony is the, was the EP. And then the album came, and it also like like what you can see in their artwork, they kind of belong together a little bit. But as a um, as a both, no matter if it's the EP or the album, I feel those are the most diverse conception works um, in itself. Like before, you had these uh, changes from one album sound to one album sound that was kind of contained in that album from that era. Mm -hmm. And now there's really, really different sounding songs on, on the EP and or on the album, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the, the, the reason is uh, 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 there's like a 15 year span, or I mean more, like a, yeah, 15 year span between those uh, uh, the first bulk of albums till till these two, and uh, uh, it's also a point that these songs were mainly written all all of them, both the EP and the and the songs for the album, 
uh, for, for State of Deception were written in, you know, somewhat the same period. Uh, most of the songs were uh, at least demoed before we uh, went ahead and, and did the EP. Uh, so we knew that we had, you know, some good stuff coming for for the LP. We didn't announce it, but you know, we we kind of knew what we had. And um, and I guess uh, that, together with you know everybody um, maturing individually, finding ourselves as as musicians and songwriters, uh, uh, getting accustomed to our instruments over years of professional careers, and and uh, um, and songwriting. Um, I guess that. Um, Altogether, you know, uh, uh, help those two records sound more like a one, you know, than 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 the rest of the albums where everything was being tried out and and we were still, you know, we were still young and searching and trying to find a way, you know, back in the back in the nineties. Uh, yeah, I think also this new album that really reflects all these years of life experience, also. And yeah. it's not only about musical influences; it's about what happens in life and. Uh, what you've been through in both good and bad, and how you see the world, and yeah, so that's probably also shaping up, you know, the different, what should I say, different energies from song to song. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that is as important as as you know any musical influence that we've uh, uh, had coming over these these years since since last time. Yeah. So what 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 sparked this risk uh like i mean you 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 did a, a brief live reunion in 2005 um kind of halfway through the big hiatus years um but but now this time it feels like you're really back for good you're you're really active on social media you're engaging with the fans with the patreon um um campaigns and just like uh, i think uh uh the like one and a half weeks ago, you you were on the conception camp with the fans in the Norwegian wilderness, right? Yeah, um, that was great. <laughs> that was great fun, fantastic time. That, that's that's maybe the most fun thing we do. Wow. Okay, <laughs> playing playing and presenting these songs in front of a live audience is is great, but those camps are super fun. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, I think that, that 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 sounds very very intriguing. Um. If you ever do one again, I might just join you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so, so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of experience. I've mean, been so lucky, also like you know, all the fans that came. They've also been so great. We've been all having such a great time, like one big family on tour. Um. Yeah. How how did how did it happen that you that you you that you came back together as this four piece as this like the the band conception and then wrote this amazing new music? Um. Yeah. A couple of years ago, how, what sparked this 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 newfound enthusiasm for conception? You know, we all, all these years we've been staying friends, seeing each other. Uh, Roy and I have even shared the house for a while. Uh, where we uh, even had Camelot coming, staying, Ark came, stay there. Uh, so, so we've always been, you know, in contact, been, been friends. Then there was, when was it? So many years ago already, you know, I think like 2016, maybe. Yeah. Where I was like uh, going through some, we were sitting writing some different stuff, and, and then it felt so conception <laughs> when I was writing. So, so I, 
And I, and I was going to Oslo because I live in Stockholm, Sweden. I was going to Oslo and then I was going to hook up with Arve because we we've been jamming from time to time. And and now we hadn't jammed for a couple of years. So I told him, have some ideas, could check that out, uh, which we did. And then we jammed a little and it felt fantastic. And then I met up with Roy and I played him some stuff. Uh, and he really liked it. And uh, and then it just felt like yeah, everyone was ready. It was uh, it was not like a big process. So <laughs> evaluating was like yep, yeah, now is the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously we wanted to go ahead a little bit, you know, carefully. Uh, uh, I had you know this this humongous burnout uh, at the end of my uh, Camelot days, and uh, when uh, when Tori and Arvi came to me or to Tori presented these new new tracks to me, uh, I still had that fresh in mind, although it had been five years. But uh, <clears throat> there was something about these tracks that just sparked off something in me. I don't know if it reminded me of the good old days, or, or uh, but I'm a, I'm a circus horse, you know. Uh, 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 I, I kind of knew that it was only a matter of time until I, you know, we're going to jump out there again and, and do this thing. I, I just love I just love music and 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 heavy metal. So so, um, uh, and then we but then we 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 started off with a, a writing session and and more songs came to life and it just gradually grew into you know these two albums. Yeah, we went into the flow, and uh, that's also so great because as soon as we started writing together, and especially Roy and I went up to the Norwegian mountains to you know be all by ourselves. And sorry. Uh, some stuff in my eye. Um, fly, I think. Um, so, um, so, so we were, we were really, you know, uh, having a smooth time and a great time. A lot of fun, also writing. And new stuff came, and new stuff came, and new stuff came. So, so, yeah. so it felt really amazing to to be back doing this. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Obviously, this 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 kind of reunion that you also wanted to celebrate live across Europe was kind of uh, thrown some curveballs with the pandemic and all. Um, but I, but I really but I really hope uh, that you can you can keep it going and 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 also you'll be able to to play live again in more countries um, and um, yeah, keep the flow and keep the spark. Um, yeah. What, what's what's the next immediate uh, things in conception camp that's coming up? In, in... Well, right now we're focusing on these uh, re-releases. It's, it's, it's been quite a bit of work putting all this together, uh, but the the whole process uh, uh, um, collaborating with with BMG on 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 you know doing it has been has been awesome. Uh, but a lot of work, and uh, and of course, it, there has been a lot of work with the different kind of things. All the way, you got to remember that that um, these days we do everything ourselves, uh, everything like you know everything. Uh, we hiring people to do certain certain parts, but as opposed to the, our our record label days, it, that there's a lot of work. Uh, and uh, but right now we're focusing on 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 this re-release. We have the deluxe box, uh, which also has been a lot of work. Uh, there's the um, there's some live shows and there's a tour coming up in the autumn, and I think I think we just have to uh, you know fo focus on this now. And but I'm 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 sure there's going to be more. We we all write you know each on our uh, uh, side, but um, uh, we're, we're we're focusing on what's right in front of us now. 
<laughs> and then we really look forward to to get back on tour. So we have this this festival we're headlining in outside Trondheim in Norway, uh, the end of October, and then next spring we finally get to do our European dates, which we're really looking forward to. Yeah, I I, I do know that this uh, like I was always looking also with the reschedule. There's no no date in southern Germany, I think, but maybe I'll I'll be able to to go somewhere. And see you guys. And also, I hope that my good friend and colleague Rune from Trondheim, who who uh, who couldn't join us uh, today as a as a guest host, Uncle Prague, he also um, used to be a host for the Prague Talks. Unfortunately, he couldn't join us, but he was he was he he bought your first record from your own <laughs> record company oh, back then, great. the last sunset, and and he also saw you guys live back then. Um, And I really hope that he also will be able to catch you uh, when you play in your turn time um, uh, later this year, because he he told me that he he didn't have the chance to see you um, now after the reunion. All right, um, we're we'll looking forward to see him in Trondheim. Then <laughs> I will pass that on, and I will uh, make sure to to tell him that you guys gonna play. And uh, you guys out there listening, um, of course, you you if you wanna stay up to date with all things uh, conception, don't forget to follow them on their socials everywhere. Um, and yeah. I think that was a really, really cool um, deep dive into the Conception discography. Um, thank you guys so much, uh, Roy Khan and Tora SB from Conception. Thank you for taking the time and talking to us here on the Proc Talks. It's been a pleasure. Been yeah. a great pleasure. Yeah. Wonderful. You guys out there, thank you so much for listening. Um, As always, also don't forget to like and subscribe to our socials, the Prog Space, for more Prog stuff, and also a cup of coffee or some merch in our shop. Really highly appreciated your support that we can keep supporting those cool bands out there. This was a very special episode. Um, we hope to bring you um, from time to time more special episodes, but the regular Proc Talks episodes drop on Wednesdays, usually with new releases and uh, cool up and coming and also smaller bands. Thank you so much. This Thank you was... so much. And please let us know next time you have a black adder on the show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll be sure to do that. Uh, so until next time, take care of yourselves and your loved ones and keep spreading that Prog love. The Prog Talks. Produced by the Prog Space. Main host, Rune Belsvik Reynos. Produced by Rune Belsvik Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munovitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.